0: There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for being here for episode number 150. Woo! Milestone. Awesome. So exciting. It's March. It's March 1st for me, wherever you happen to be in your year and in your listening. But I can feel it. I can feel it. Spring is right around the corner. Any day. Every time it turns the calendar to March, I feel like, oh, thank God we made it. My desk has been transformed back into an ironing board. <laughs> I mean, it doubles as a desk, it does, but March is here and spring is around the corner and I will be returning to the farmer's markets in just a few weeks, so I have to get busy sewing. Busy, busy, busy. I make cute things for sale at the farmer's market like bags and tote bags and aprons and little purses and all kinds of fun stuff. And I have been doing that throughout the pandemic because when the pandemic first hit and my other career in theater was completely locked down and shut out, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? What am I going to do for work? What am I going to do for income? Holy cow. And I realized I had this other skill that I could sew because I had been making costumes for my theater company for decades and had really perfected my sewing skills. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sew. And of course, what was needed right then was masks by the zillions. Nobody could get them, right? So I started being one of those people, the mask makers, and uh, I was giving them to friends and family and such. And then realizing, well, hey, here's a income source. And I started selling them on Facebook and online and such. And then I heard about things like the Navajo Nation not being able to get any kind of PPE at all. And so I issued a challenge to my Facebook community. I was like, hey guys, for every one mask that you buy, I'm gonna make five for the Navajo community. And I got a great outpouring of support. It was really cool. And I ended up making 200 masks for the Navajo community and sending them off. And I certainly hope they got there. It was, you know, a weird time where they wouldn't let things through to them. Ugh, it was awful. Anyway, that is a long story. I'm partly Navajo, as I think I have said during the episode about my dad. So I felt an affinity and a need to help them in that time. So now my desk is surrounded by all manner of small storage tubs that are full of elastic and zippers and thread, and it will probably all end up in a yard sale soon. (laughs) Anyway, back to sewing, so that's good, and it enables me to listen to podcasts, which is great. That's how I got into this whole thing in the beginning. I've also been listening to Greek lessons, so I am trying to learn a little bit so I can get by on my trip to Crete. Pumenis. Menos de New York. That's where do you live or where are you from? I'm from New York. Uh, Let's see. Tomorrow is a new moon. That's a good way to start off the spring or the heralding of spring. New moon is a time to put in place building blocks for what you want to achieve in the next few weeks. It's a time to imagine and create and hope for new things. So today... I dare to dream. Somehow, every year after I survive February, I breathe this sigh of relief as though I've been clenching all my muscles for months in anticipation of freezing, or in actually freezing. And yet, February is a beautiful and blessed month because that is when my wonderful daughter was born. In a way, having a baby in winter is a good time because your natural inclination is to stay inside and cozy and quiet, and that's just what the baby needs in the beginning. There will be time enough when the flowers start to bloom to take that baby outside and introduce it to the world, right? I always feel sad for those tiny infants who I see in the mall or in restaurants or, God forbid, in the movie theaters. Poor little ones. What a jarring beginning they are having to endure. It makes me sad, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. In fact, I even forgot to tell you about the trip where my daughter was conceived along with a number of other terrible investments. My mother was counseled by the jerks who were trying to manage her estate for her at the time to go in with her sister and brother on this investment of a property in St. Bart's now St. Bart's is like whoa fancy resort place for euro trash no (laughs) you know for people coming from fancy places in any case it's a beautiful beautiful island and the property that they bought was glorious absolutely wonderful it was this crazy house yeah I know I know what you're gonna think when I say this but anyway It was this crazy house that had belonged to the Rockefellers. And it was this stone house that was built up on hillside above this bay of a beach, this small beach called the Anse du Colombier. And the intention was to have that main house as the communal space where there would be a restaurant and such. And then to build out a bunch of little bungalows where it would be a resort community like that were springing up all over the place down in the islands down there. You know, little bungalows and then a main house, kind of like a Club Med kind of feeling. And long story, and maybe you'll hear more about that later, but it never came to pass because the government of St. Bart's was like, no, we're not going to let any rich American millionaires in here to ruin our space. Yeah, you know what? It happened anyway. Not that it's ruined, it's great. But in any case, I have I have a lot of forgiveness to work on Oh, with my new moon. A lot of forgiveness about these bad things that my mom was convinced into. In any case, at the time, it was an exciting new getaway that we had access to. It was a free place to stay and a private beach and it was like luxury of the highest sort. Well, it was easily accessible from New York. You know, it was just a couple of hours of plane flight. And boy, oh boy. So you had to fly into St. Martin first and then take a tiny hopper flight over to St. Bart's. And that plane ride was intense. It was crazy. It was only like 10 minutes. And it was one of those tiny planes where the cockpit was open. There was no door to where the pilot was sitting. I'm sure that's different now. But we could see through the window what the pilot was seeing. And in order to fly into the same parts airport, you fly over this mountain pass and then immediately plunge down to be able to use the entire runway for your landing and your stop. And something like 20% of the planes that land there end up in the water, which was an absolutely (laughs) staggering percentage. So you always were kind of really happy when your plane came to a stop and you're still on dry land. In any case, Dave and I met my cousin Phil down in St. Bart's for a weekend in May and he brought along his then girlfriend, Susan. So it was a chance for us to get to know her and a chance for me to reconnect with Phil in a short and intense and fun way. And we decided, yeah, why not? St. Bart's, let's meet there, that'd be fun. So we went to this wonderful place and we had incredible meals. There was a cook there, Madame, gosh, I've forgotten her name now. I'm sure I'll recall later because we went again. She was a wonderful cook and she took care of the place and there were beautiful bedrooms. It was a house that was built in a easy arch around a gorgeous garden and every room looked out to the ocean. So the back of the rooms were against the mountainside and the front of the rooms were all glass with curtains, you know, so that you could have some privacy. But they looked out onto the sea and the beach was a drop down below the house. So the house sat up on a hillside and you had to make your way down through the garden and down a rocky little pathway to the beach. And then you had it pretty much to yourself. I mean, people would pull in in boats and they'd be able to swim there and there'd be all sorts of topless tanners there on the beach. But um, basically you had it to yourself and it was great. So one night, Dave and I thought we should go and make love on the beach. But we didn't get that far because we didn't have a flashlight and the path down was a little bit daunting in the dark. So we got as far as the garden under a tree a very small tree, not really a tree that was worth anything for cover, for sure. Like, so I'm sure they could have seen us from the house. Not like those heroines in the gothic romances who are pressed up against the massive trunk of a towering oak tree. (gasps) Anyway, (laughs) but I am certain that that is the night that Savannah was conceived. She would have spied that opportunity from the swirling heavens full of souls and she would have popped right in. It was the perfect atmosphere for the conception of her because she was a witchy little wood sprite as she would prove to become later. So this trip was around mid-May and perhaps just around Mother's Day. How apt. Mm-hmm. Whenever you can look back and think oh that worked out really well actually. <laughs> it's a fun thing. So that was our fun little trip to reconnect with my cousin, Phil. There's a great picture of us all tan and laughing on the beach that I'll post at some point. And we were fortunate. Again, I am going to just spend the rest of my life saying how lucky I was, how lucky to have all of these amazing opportunities and St. Bart's Although it failed later, was an incredible opportunity with a luscious jungle right there. Not jungle, but garden full of peacocks and there was a donkey in a little paddock and it was just a fabulous place. And you could only arrive there by boat, so you had to be picked up at the airport by boat and they motored you around the corner of the island and into the bay and you arrived at this beautiful place and felt like the luckiest people ever. We ended up taking lots of friends there for little similar trips because we were like we want to share this place with anyone who'll come (laughs) and they were eager to come trust me. I hope to share many other beautiful places in the world with the people that I love and I'll keep you posted on those. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you next time. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade too. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com.